0: I don't wanna be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me.
1: From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Really, at every angle, I ain't worried about the oddity. Can see the hate tunnel vision on the profit boss moves if i want it best believe i cops it team so tough moving silence like the mafia trying to get the form whip probably name it claudia wife rocking tiffany that's just another day to me i be living lavish that's why these haters be hating me stronger than i ever been never break never been god first family second money is like next again so if you come in for me pull the trigger god and shoot kevlar mindset lifestyle bulletproof bulletproof Built tougher than your average, ultimate hustler. I'm the total package, bulletproof I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship You just a sailor with a boat, bulletproof Built tougher than your average, ultimate hustler I'm the total package, bulletproof I know you see me in your scope I'm the captain of the ship You just a sailor with a boat, bulletproof
0: I don't want to be a product of my environment I want my environment to be a product of me God, I, I love that shit Hey, what's up everybody? I'm Michael Munsterman and you're on the Bulletproof Mafia. And today, special guest, my good like one of my good good friends, also um my future son-in-law, Dalton
1: O'Donnell. What is up everybody?
0: What's what's the uh what's the um you've got a nickname. What I is have, it? I got a few nicknames. Yeah, the, so <laughs> slow down. What's the nickname uh, that I would know? I mean, are you talking about my rapper nickname? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about (laughs) that. We just went right there. Yeah, what's your rap name? O-Drama. O-Drama. Daltado? Is that something?
1: Daltado. Daltoto. So that's my username for almost everything.
0: What's your password
1: for everything? Oh, something (laughs) along the lines of Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) Dot, 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 dot.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this so brooks my daughter we're gonna change subjects again (laughs) let's go back to this uh (laughs) oh drama yeah is that right oh drama oh drama yeah and and when you say rapper i mean you're no you're no Eames. no but
1: but but you know you get me in the right mood with the right light and the right beat i might drop a few rhymes (laughs) <laughs> okay,
0: no, Bill, dim the lights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, we're horsing around here, but we're going to get to business. Um, today's episode, we're going to talk about sales and communication, and and we're going to talk about um, what I'd like you... So here's what I do. Most people who are on the show have no idea what we're going to talk about until they hear me say it. I do that on purpose because I don't want this to be scripted BS. I want it to be true real raw relevant to you relevant to the conversation of being bulletproofed being a part of like Dalton's getting ready to get indoctrinated into the mafia when's the when's the big day June 8th June 8th 2019 oh, shit that's coming up so fast mm-hmm. Hmm. well um, I've really attempted everything that I know how to do to derail this thing so <laughs> I think it's gonna happen <laughs> it's happening yeah I've learned to catch the little flash of hate that goes through his eyes. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, I love this guy. Um, It's crazy because uh, I always expected that I would despise anyone who wanted to marry one of my daughters. But um, watching you love her in the way that she needs and and watching you just grow into our family like um like like no homo but really it's 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 been beautiful and and i love you and i'm glad you're a part of our family so cool thank you it's also uh before we talk about sales it's another day today right like special yeah. day for you it's my birthday it's your birthday all right eames get over here let's <laughs> sing him happy birthday no, I'm not serious. <laughs> We're not doing that shit on here. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. All right, so uh, happy birthday, bro. That's awesome. Um, my brother, my friend, my future son-in-law. It's cool. Um, so what's what's the ride been like? Because you didn't really just marry into. You're, you're not marrying Brooke. I mean, you you moved into the family, the the familia. So so what's that? What's that? Um, What's that been like coming in and working so closely with me? And look, um, it's okay to be real. What what's that been like? What's that experience like? What's what if inside of working hand in hand with us inside of the game of communication and sales? Because that's the subject we're gonna rabbit hole down. So, mm-hmm. under that kind of contextual nature, what what are your thoughts so far?
1: Man, it's it's been awesome. It's it was a risk, obviously. You know, making that leap into deciding to come work with. Not only my, it was my girlfriend at the time, and then, you know, fiance, and then work with you, my future father in law, it was a a big risk because, you know, a lot of people are under the stigma that, oh, you never mix family and business. It's the dumbest thing you can do in business, never do it. Well, my gut told me the opposite and told me that uh, it was the right move. So I knew going into it was going to be risky, and then, but I haven't looked back. I mean, it was the best decision I've ever made. in my career, in my, in my life, because it brought me closer to your daughter, mm-hmm. brought me closer to you, mm-hmm. um, and then it is just, through the roof, um, tremendously increased my, I, I would say, like, emotional intelligence. And, For sure, you know, I've like seen that. Because yeah. you have to learn how to uh, filter and put on the different hats, and just, there's, like, a lot of people just can't do it, and they can't separate business and life, and, and, and even romance, like, all within the same how many square like you know like, right, right 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 few thousand door. square feet yeah. right
0: well so here's what I would say too you take that romance shit and get it off my podcast <laughs> I don't want to hear any of that noise so <laughs> let's stick on topic here before you get fired <laughs> I hear that once no. a day <laughs> at least once a day right but no but you said something there and I want to talk about it. so let's talk about that in sales because I think that that's a really powerful thing that you just started talk about so how do most people in who are in sales positions, and if you're an entrepreneur, you're a salesperson. If you're married or in a key relationship, you're a salesperson. If you're a parent, you're a salesperson. There's it's the f- it's funniest shit ever when somebody says to me, "Well, I'm not a salesperson." Oh, so you don't speak? You don't communicate? You don't try to convince people to get your way? Like, right? That, so yeah, that was so, me.
1: Yeah, right? I used to despise sales. I'm never gonna be a salesman. Like. You know, and now I love it,
0: <laughs> except for you're not a salesman and, and, and this is the thing. And so I'm going to steal this from you here because like, that's a, that's a story you got to kill. You're not a salesman. You're a conveyor. Like, right. You're, you are the, you're the conductor between a person's need and being able to fill that need. And if, and if you step out of that idea that, Hey, I'm a salesperson, then you, then you're not. Whenever you, like there are so many people, and this is where I was going to go with my question. So how do most salespeople, how did you operate before you came in and we had the conversations about hats? Like what, tell me what most, you would imagine most salespeople do in the sales environment.
1: Uh, They talk too much. I mean, like they're always thinking about me, me, me. Mm -hmm. How can I close this deal? How can I do this? But they don't wear the, they don't wear the customer's hat or the other person in the situation to solve a problem um they're more just I don't know it's just about me you know you know one direction focused
0: for sure yeah well I think I think and where I was kind of going with that too is let's just let's just not materialistic like I believe and and so rather than me rabbit holeing you here I'll tell you what I what I'm thinking and then and then you can, can kind of expand on it and see where you go from there um most salespeople who I train, and this is kind of the differentiating factor between sales professionals and salespeople. A salesperson, somebody who is trying to sell you to get their way, loses. But that's the only hat that they've ever been trained to wear. So in your case, what what was like, our, our dealership is a little unique in that you have a one a one person experience when you step into our dealership as a customer, right? Mm-hmm. you from the beginning to the end. So talk about the transformation of hats inside of that experience because i I, I want to point out this and and you can like we'll be, we'll talk about cars, but you could replace this with anything, right? Like if I'm talking to my wife, I put on my husband hat. One of my daughters walks in the room. I can't talk to them the same way that I would talk to my wife. Some people do. Some people live under this false ass umbrella of "Well, I am who I am." Well, no, you're not. Like you have to be able to recognize that there needs to be a subtle shift, and and people organically kind of do that in their families, but they haven't figured out how to do that professionally. Would you agree?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So so talk now from your experience. Like somebody walks and they shake your hand. Who who are the different Daltados that, uh, that they're gonna meet, the
1: O-dramas? Yeah, so, kind of from the minute that, you know, with what I do in my career with selling cars, uh, I wear multiple hats, but from the beginning, you instantly have to be their ally and mm-hmm. make them feel comfortable and be their friend because buying a car is stressful. Right, um, it sucks. Most, most dealerships, there's a lot of people that aren't trustworthy. Right. Um, because of the games and just the bull crap that goes on within within dealerships. Um, so it's instantly wearing the hat of, it's kind of hard to explain, but just making them feel comfortable right, um, and educating them and earning their trust and respect. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the next step typically with what we do is a lot of financing. So you're kind of putting on, you know, you're still trying to, uh i guess fact find to learn as much as you can about them to help them out the most and then sometimes you got to switch hats again and put the banker hat on and so you it's it's a cool experience because you you learn now i'm gonna, have you, I'm gonna I'm all about this person and then are able to i mean finish your thought wear the different hats and um, ultimately, come up with a problem or <laughs> solve a problem.
0: Right, right, right. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to interrupt you um, because you you did something there. So if you're not watching on YouTube, what Dalton just did, and this is something that I instill in all the guys that work for me, when he said you've got to take off the hat, the reason that like. When he said that, his hand shot up. Well, he's not wearing a hat. This guy looks like Johnny Bravo. If you it, like, he he's <laughs> a dark haired. Do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. But if you uh, if if you look at Dalton, he's a good looking guy. He's got uh, dark dark hair. So that's the only thing different between Dalton and Johnny Bravo. Right, built similar, got like defined jaw structure, like good looking guy. Um, very similar to myself. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, no, so like one of the things, anyway, (laughs) I recognize you're a good looking son of a bitch. All right. So now, now here's the thing. Um, I train everybody that sells inside of any organization I've ever had that you have to recognize that through the course of, of of your role. There are multiple hats that you wear. So whenever Dalton goes out, he goes out with an investigative hat on, right? Like I don't want to tell you about me until I learn about you. So he puts that hat on mentally. And the customer doesn't know that Dalton's put that hat on. The customer just says, "Wow, this guy's really genuine. He's super interested in what I have to say. He wants to learn about me, my my need, my desire, my family. Why does Why does he care that my kids play soccer? I don't know, but I want to talk about it." And and they they begin to share. They begin to pour in. Like one of the quickest things that somebody in my organization can do to really get me fired up and and just like melt their faces off is whenever a customer comes in they walk in the door talk to one of the people on my team and they leave and I say to the person what's their phone number uh what's their name uh bill what's bill's last name uh what's bill's email why was bill looking for a truck why did Bill take the time out of his day to pull off the highway, pull into my lot, pull into a parking spot, take his key out, shut the door, walk into an environment that most people don't enjoy, try to have a conversation with you, and now he's leaving and you can't tell me shit about him? I really need to understand why. The, the, the answer to that question is because you forgot to put your hat on, right? Mm-hmm. That particular hat. Yeah. Then, once you do the discovery, now you become um now your job your role your mission is to fill the need well let's figure out what i need to do next now for some people in our role that's an a b conversation a you don't need my help with financing cool let's go look at vehicles and find the vehicle that fills your need b you come into my dealership and say hey I've been shot down by six other dealerships. They're all assholes to me. They don't treat me like I'm important. Like, they, no, they, they just won't help me. They won't be friendly. They won't do what's right. And, and so, I like, my wife literally left the last place in tears. And so we say, look, rather than us dragging you all over the lot and playing the game that most places play, let's sit down with you and put on a different hat. We're going to put on our banker hat. Now, the banker hat, not quite yet. We still do some investigating, but now we use the application process, which gives us a a huge advantage. Talk about the advantage because I don't want to just grab the mic this whole time. So talk about the advantage of us getting to do a credit app with a customer because there are a lot of people that don't understand the power of the credit application. So just like talk about that now. And before you do, here's the thing I would say. I'm going to ask you in a little bit and I'm going to just pick a random part of your life that we can take this conversation we're having that you can apply it to. So, you can in the back of your mind be thinking about where is an area of my life that I could apply this skill set to? Because I think that one thing that's super important for everybody that listens to, to the Bulletproof Mafia, they have to get it through their thick heads, right? That you can learn a lesson. Like, I could listen to a world class soccer player talk about the art of moving the ball down the field, and I would be able to extrapolate a business lesson from that. So, the same way we might be talking about something that you're thinking, I don't, I'm never gonna fill out a customer credit application or car dealership. Cool. But it will give you a litmus to see when you're in that environment as the customer, if your salesperson actually gives a shit about you. So go ahead. Like for you, how powerful is it? And and, and what do you do inside of the credit application? Like not too like specific, but just overall, why why do we invest so much time in that? When you put on that discovery. You got your discovery hat on and then you've got this banker hat looming off to the you know in that other hand ready to
1: slip on right when you need to well yeah you can go about it two different ways you could go about it as just a data entry okay what's your name what's your what's your birth date of birth you know and just type it all in or you can actually explore the questions to learn more about the customer to truly help them out and i, I don't like i might just sound um like scripted here because I, i've said it so much but you truly fact find to learn as much as you can about them, so you can ultimately solve their problem, help them get from A to B. Whether it's in the car they want or get a better credit situation, keeping up with the Joneses. Um, but by ask going through this credit app process, you truly can learn so much about the person, build that rapport, right. with their trust, and just help them out, make them. Put them in a better position in life in general for sure but you got to have your eyes open like that everything you were just saying teeing me up for this just made me think of the podcast about walking with your eyes open um there's so many little cues in that process that if you're just paying attention and have your eyes open and your ears open that you can learn about this customer um to then apply when you put the banker's hat on or you know back whenever you're putting it you know the Let's find the right car, the sales hat Whatever hat you're wearing.
0: Like, at some point, you have to sell. Mm -hmm. At some point, you have to be a salesperson, but you're just a sales professional. You're a polished—it's surgical. We're not not removing somebody's heart with a shotgun. We're going in with a laser. Mm -hmm. We're not removing hearts, but you get what I'm saying. It allows
1: you to just be more precise. Right. Sure.
0: Cool. So, now let's talk about— that so so like and I'll just I'll go just a little bit further. This is how direct it is. There's psychological cues that we can use to like physical cues that trigger a psychological response from the people we communicate with. And if you learn how to do this intentionally in your industry, whether it's at work, whether it's at whatever, like you could let's say. So early, early in in my working career, I, I worked at a place called. Walsworth Publishing. I was a desktop editor. I had a little job. I sat at a computer. Blah 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 blah. And the person next to me was like a sixty-five-year-old woman, right? Sweet lady, but man, she just never ever ever shut up. And she had been there for like thirty years, so she could do the job in her sleep. And I'm having to kind of try to think. Then I had no no idea how to like like how how to. I don't want to say shut her up, but how to say to her, "Hey, I can't talk right now." And so there's this really funny episode of Friends. Do you, do you, do you know what I'm talking about here? Like, which, which wh- one? I, where I Ross? Seen them all, but yeah, I've yeah. Seen a okay. good Okay. So Ross um, has this situation where he needs he's like he's studying, he's preparing for something, and he needs everybody in the room to be quiet. He raises his hands up to his eyes, and and it almost looks like he's like like bird beaks. And he, you know, both hands go up and, and he points them at each other. And then he lowers them down slowly to the room to say, I need you guys to be kind of quiet. He says at one time, and he does this physical cue and the rest of the episode trickles through. He's like, ah, 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 and does the hand raises the hands up and lowers them nice and easy to signify, Hey, I need everybody in the room to be quiet back in the day if i would have said you know what i I really almost need to build like this invisible brick wall here between me and you nancy so that i can get my job done like she she would be like oh okay no problem i'll leave you alone and and it would have hurt her feelings at all right Mm -hmm. but i could have done this physical this physical movement to create an emotional or 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 psychological response in nancy so in the future, I'm like, Nancy, I'm stacking blocks here. <laughs> you're funny. All right, I'll leave you alone. Like, it doesn't have to be rude, but we do the same thing in the process. So what happens, he goes out, he talks to a customer, they sit down, and they, they say, okay, well, look, I'm, he built, and he said this earlier, and this was really, really smart, inside of any game, no matter what you're doing for a hustle, what business, entrepreneurship, sales, it doesn't matter. And, and what you said was, um, I need them to know, like, and trust me. And the way you do that is by investigating more about them. Yeah. So, so in that process, he gets to know them. And he becomes, what he said earlier, their ally. He goes to bat for them with the banks to get them the best rates that he can, the best payments. But when that customer comes into the dealership, they've landed on a car, we've gotten them approved, we've done the discovery, you've been the sales professional... Then the next cue that I've trained my guys to do is to to say, hey, look, now I just have to tell you, I'm going to shift just a little bit here. And the reason I'm going to do that is because I want to do the best job for you that I can. But that means I'm going to have to. And they reach up with one hand and they take an invisible hat off of their head. I'm going to take off my sales hat and I've got to put on the banker hat which means that I'm going to talk to you more about your finances and I'm going to talk to you more about the numbers. And, and this way, I don't have to have three or four different people come in and ruin your experience. Is that cool? And the customers are always, yeah, no, I don't want my experience ruined. Of course, yeah, I get it. And so what he just did is got permission to, have, to put into place a different personality, a necessary personality to accomplish a different goal. Because now we're talking about payments and interest and the amount that they're going to pay for the car, and what we're going to give them for his trade, and he can just become much less friendly, right? Right? Like you're still compassionate, but you become like a banker. You how did? So do you emotionally? How long did it take? Because I already know the answer. How long did it take before you started to feel that emotional shift when you went through the process of physically flipping invisible hats and looking like it? I think your exact words to me were, th- this seems kind of silly to me. Like the first couple of times, like yeah. you gave me a little pushback on the whole flopping invisible hats. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think it was maybe like six months before I could really put on that different hat and then just be very direct and black and white as a banker would and point out certain things that is almost like a reality check um, but ultimately just keeps the process going keeps them in line keeps me in line and make allows everybody to be on the same page why that make sense you
0: try to keep your customers in line <laughs> 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 you already said it it's recorded they heard it. Hey, it is what it is <laughs> it is what it is it is for their best
1: interest though, that's but right. some people just it's not just in line but just need to understand The way the system works in America, in that that regards when it comes to financing, they don't get it. They just so you gotta kind of verbally, hey, this is this is the way it is. It's very black and white. Well, let's just say
0: what it is. Sometimes you gotta verbally slap them.
1: Yes, in a nice way, in a loving way. It's for their best interest still. But you gotta do what? (laughs) Verbally slap them. Oh, look at that! (laughs) Look at that!
0: Now, so here's here's why we teach this. We we teach this because the customer needs to recognize that you're switching your role inside of your communication. And by doing that, what you just did was the ultimate frame inside of a sale. So this applies to absolutely any industry, any industry at all. Say, hey, look, we've had great conversation. I'm going to have to switch hats here for a second. And the reason that I need to is because of X. And what you just said is, I want you to know I still care about you as a customer. I still care about you as a relationship. Now I need your permission to Jekyll on you and switch hats. Mm-hmm. And the logic is is that it gives you permission to be more direct or to shift the conversation in the area that you need to shift it. For example, Phil, I love using Phil as an example because um, we have lots of conversations about is the music industry the same as as like hardcore business strategy. But Phil going out, and he sends this little flyer out into the world, right? And and it says, hey, I'm the one and only Eames, and you need me, and here's what your audience should expect from me, and and I, I'm a nice guy, and here's me half naked on a stage. And <laughs> yeah. like, if you go to Phil's social, like, he's all about the topless shirt. Like, dude, dude weighs 165 <laughs> soaking wet, and he's, like, all out on it. I can't do it. You're more of a man than me. All right, I'm done picking on you. But he sends out this flyer, and it's very... Um, it's called a one sheet and it's kind of pitchy here's why you need me I'm the best and, uh, and and the first conversation Phil has with these guys it's like yeah of course I want to play your venue this is so exciting I, I can't wait to help your audience and here's what I do I, I mix you know really cool music with with like like a really a one and only beat like nobody's does what I do and I plug um this added layer of artistry in through through kind of um what what would you like I am stalling out here, but I, I layer in, um, motivation, like motivational content in between sets. So like, Hey, I wrote this song. This is about coming out of the hood. And at the end of the day, like it's like, you can get out of any situation that you're in and, and then he plugs it. Right. Is that pretty? Yeah. Cool. And so then from there that like, he'll do that evolution two or three times. What he just did was, Like he just swapped hats in front of an entire audience of people. But before that ever happens, he he has to have a conversation with the booking agent and he, he needs to go from, I'm trying to sell you on why I'm great to, okay, look, I appreciate this, but I've got to switch hats here for just one second. Because when we were talking about the numbers, like it's, it's about industry. I really want to be in your venue, but you have a budget. I have a minimum budget. Like for me to come in and do what I do I won't do it for a thousand bucks. And whenever you, whenever you can see, and, and sometimes like in our environment, in the car environment, right? We have to be very loud about it. I'm going to go on ahead and switch hats right about now. And, and here's what that's going to look like. Maybe even throw a little bit of a twang in your voice. And, but, <laughs> but, but it's because we want to trigger that psychological response. Mm-hmm. So what happens if you could learn how to do that artfully without having, maybe it's, Maybe it's more of a subtle gesture. For example, maybe Phil, the entire time he's talking to somebody about, about selling, his hands are in his pockets. You know, a very non—this is kind of a Phil mannerism. If, if you communicate it with him much, he'll have his hands in his pockets. You've got one that you do too. Like, actually, when you're most comfortable, you kind of cross your arms in front of you across your midline, and you spread your legs a little bit, and, you, and there's just a slight slouch. Did you know you do that? Mm-mm. Yeah, often. Now, that's when you're comfortable. The second you're uncomfortable, you, you always have a smile on your face, but your smile goes away first. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then your arms raise up to right under your pec line every single time. And then if I really make you uncomfortable, your feet come closer together. Well, if you learn how to do that strategically, you're sending a message to the people you're communicating with. So if Phil goes from hands in pocket, kind of slouch down, I want, I want to tell you how cool my vibe is and what I do. As soon as they say, cool, let's talk numbers. If Phil would sit straight up, look him dead in the eyes, correct his posture, pull his shoulders back and say, absolutely, let's talk about the numbers. Pull out a folder, open it up turn around a rate sheet and say, these are the rates that I give venues that I'm interested in playing. I have another rate sheet for ones that I'm not interested, like it it doubles or triples, but I really like you and I want to be a part of what you have going on here. So let's take a look at that. Now here pulls out a pin. Here's where we're at. Here's where I think your audience is going to get the best return. XYZ. He just did a hat switch without doing the hat switch. Mm -hmm. You do the, Hey, yeah, we're having a simple, easy conversation to bro. I might swing on you right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wear my heart on my sleeve.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's a superpower. So Mm -hmm. for sure. All right. So now I'm going to like, I'm going to shut up. I want to hear from you. Um, what we're talking about here, what you're getting from it. Let's start with that. Like, what are you getting from this conversation?
1: Well, ultimately, um, well, first thing that I want to address is, uh, when we first were talking about sales and salesmen and all that, one thing that I'm passionate about because I lived it and went through it was the, of course the the stigma behind sales and that it can have a bad rep, but like Michael was saying earlier, everything is sales. And um, that word's been used bad because people have taken advantage of it, taken advantage of other people, but it's coming back around now. And I think um, in our society today with Social media and just the the speed that a, a message can be delivered across the world. Um, there's no hiding anything. So uh, I think salesmen and salespeople are getting um, a better reputation again because you you they have to. Um, but it but I l- I love it. I think anything you do, if you want to be successful, you have to learn how to sell and manage. And um, ultimately, if you do those, you could apply them to different jobs, careers, industries, etc. For sure. So. Number one, sales and the the image it has. Um, two, kind of just applying what you learn throughout your career in other areas, whether it's your relationships or um, just your health, et cetera, but kind of walking with your eyes open, just truly active listening to anybody and everybody To so at the end of the day, you're in the best position to make a decision or to help another person or help yourself.
0: Ooh, hashtag active listening. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you have to act. It's a it, like there's a difference between, and I, I might have this mixed up, but hearing and listening. That for I sure. Mean, I could hear you all day. You're talking, talking, but if you're not truly listening and invested in every single word and invested in the tonage and invested in the the body language that's coming out of that person, then you're not listening and you're not truly, um, you, you truly don't care what they're saying. I mean, right? Call it ADD or whatever. I don't believe in that. That's horseshit. Yeah, it's that's. Anyways, we could get them down that yeah, rabbit yeah, yeah. hole yeah. another <laughs> yeah. day. But, um, <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. So now um, the second question that I have for you, and that's really good. So you, you brought some really valid points. <clears throat> what I would challenge, like we've been through evolutions. There are snake oil salesmen. That's kind of the first thing. Mm-hmm. Then the next th- evolution was salespeople in general, salesmen. That's, you're just a salesman. Oh man. <laughs> Nothing wants me to punch somebody in the face more than they say, well, wow, you're a really great salesman because i'm the first guy that's made eye contact with you and listen what you've said in the last 12 months yeah and and you've been married for how many years (laughs) (laughs) anyway ow somebody (laughs) just felt some sting on the other side of this podcast because truth yeah (laughs) uh and then and then uh we call that a mic drop m-i-k-e drop uh but then the other thing that you're talking about there and, and you dovetail perfect is the um the way that you can apply it to other areas of your life. So let's let's just pick a random area of your life and I'm not I'm not going to make this super easy on you, but how can switching hats and posturing help you in your physicality? Ooh. So um while Dalton thinks about this. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to yeah, play some really right good now, in deep elevator music.
1: <laughs> dun, dun, now, in, dun, you said in physicality?
0: In, yes, your physicality of, yeah repeat the question back to buy yourself some time yeah. well i'm a little confused <laughs> on the question i want to answer it okay right. so we're talking about switching hats mm-hmm. switching postures to how do we do something physically to trigger a psychological response in those around us
1: oh so not like now you fitness. could
0: you could, your fitness yeah inside of the game of fitness for you you could also do
1: that what's like i don't want to i don't want to give you an answer well the first thing i think of right off the top of my head is if I'm say an owner, an entrepreneur, in- entrepreneur, or I'm, I'm kind of my own boss in my own world of business. Um, You've got to make it rain in your world. But I lack in my physicality and my fitness, I got to switch the hat from leader to learner and kind of humble myself and reach out, surround myself around other people that are mm-hmm. ahead of me, learn from them, ask them questions, and you know, push myself t- kind of in the direction that they're already going to Get better to get to that next step. Oh, that was
0: a fucking brilliant answer,
1: Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> You can do it. You tried. <laughs> oh
0: man, I can't do it. Yeah. What what would Dan Pina I, call you? I just you? tried to cuss and what? I, I stopped <laughs> myself. <laughs> what would Dan Pina call you right now? Oh, Don't ca- say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can go watch oh, Dan man. Pina and see what he calls people, but I'm not gonna yeah. say it. I will never say that on the air. <laughs> it's a bad word. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> here's and and here's I guess. So when you're talking about in my world, I'm a baller, I'm a boss, I get shit done. I wear the hat of the alpha throughout my day. If I want if I want the new car, I want the new clothes, I want the new watch, the new shoes. I'm responsible for my own income, right? Yeah. That's That's who you were talking about. 100%. But then you walk in the gym and you're a flubby piece of shit, okay. You walk in there with your alpha hat on, the people who are alphas in that space will eat you alive. Like it happens to me every single morning at 6 a.m. Every single morning at CrossFit. Like I'm humbled. But um, you're exactly right. And I wasn't even thinking about that, right? I was thinking about internally how like the lesson that I extrapolate from what we're talking about. And look. I'm doing this process on the air because I've trained Dalton in the process of doing this process of, hey, here's this conversation. What are you getting from it? It's a really great question that you can ask yourself with any single exchange you have across any area of your life. You get in a fight with your spouse. You can walk away and think that man is an absolute piece of X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. I can't believe that I married him. I don't want to be married anymore or... And you get over that shit and you're just salt, like you're just salty for two or three days. That's on you, not him. Like he got over it about 30 seconds after you walked away, if you're like most men. Now, on the other hand, you could walk away and think this What am I getting from this conversation? What did I just get from that fight we just had? In my house, we call that heated fellowship but it's just turning the degrees up, but we're still, we're still the same pot. So now once we get out of that environment, what do I get from this? A lot of times when I ask that question to myself, especially when I'm in in an exchange with a significant other or someone that's close to me, I get a response back internally of maybe what it is they want. Ooh, that's deep. It's not what I want to (laughs) hear. If I'm like, man, I'm pissed off. She's I I worked all day and she's bitching and my wife does not complain about this but I'm I know that this is a conversation that happens in other places. My wife like this is something that she just has like decided that I like not to get mad at me and so I try harder because of it. But somebody today got bitched at because they took their pants off and left them next to the bed instead of putting them in a hamper and so. You get approached, you've worked your ass off all day, you walk in the door, your spouse says, why don't you pick your clothes up and stop being such a pig? I And you see where they made the bed and they picked up everything that they did all around where your stuff was and your stuff's still humped in a pile in the middle of the room and instead of just bending down one more time, they decided to hold that energy to bitch at you later. You get pissed off, you get aggravated, you feel like you've been attacked or you worked all day. I mean, do you really deserve that? Or should you have been met with a hot meal and a big hug when you walked in the door? The point is, is that you can choose to get triggered and want to rip her face off or rip his face off or you can say, what am I getting from this conversation? And what you might get is, is that she's got a whole nether set of pressures that she's concerned with, that she's worried about. She got up before you and got the kids ready for school, made sure there was food in their bellies, made sure their clothes were clean, got them out the door, did all that shit before she left for her job, and you expected her to pick your pants up. And then all of a sudden you find out, oh, I'm kind of a dick.
1: Yeah, no, that, and there's so much I want to talk about off of everything you just went off or everything you just said but one thing anytime you ever like that i've learned lately and from a couple books i've read uh, anytime you get in a fight or every time you have a breakthrough with your with your significant other if you're able to l- look internally and take ownership of everything you did and and try to just take mental note and re- actually remember that moving forward i mean it, it's a game changer but one thing that uh, I, I extreme ownership by jocko willink and oh it's great right. i might have butchered their names but it's changed my life dramatically because it's so easy just point the finger and look at the other person like why don't you know this this and that but if you just take a minute to to stop think and and look inward and and take ownership of everything you've done well it it, means the the results are dramatic of what it does with with that relationship because not only does it show like you point out your own flaws like okay yeah that's where i if i would have done this this outcome would have been different, but also it shows, uh, I don't even know the word, but like you kind of become a leader doing that.
0: Sure, that makes sense. Like- well so when you take on accountability, you're lifting a weight and putting it on your back, mm-hmm. you are getting stronger, your character, your emotional IQ, which you mentioned earlier, increases. Every time you point at you instead of pointing at someone else, you get stronger. And so at first it, it hurts, no different than lifting weights. But the more you do that, the more it spears this conversation inside of you that, holy shit, like this is, this is how entrepreneurs are able to carry as much stress and pressure as they do successfully. And I'm not talking about entrepreneurs. I'm talking about businessmen and women that get shit done. So to me, those people, those people have just, they've looked internally like you've heard the captain goes down with the ship. Well, that's just somebody who's spent enough time to recognize that it's my responsibility to keep the ship afloat. I can't blame it on the boat crew because they didn't do X, Y, or Z. I have to look at me. It's my fault that I didn't, that I put the wrong guy in the spot. It's my fault that when I interviewed him, I didn't see the weakness. It's my fault that when I saw the weakness, I didn't train them up or train them out. And so if they fail and they fall on their knees or their face on the job or in their responsibilities, it's on me. And the more you do that, the stronger you become as a person. So, look, you keep conversations like this rolling. I might delete the in-law after (laughs) son-in-law eventually. This is good shit. (laughs) All right. Look, bound to happen. At the end of the day, um, I just, like, I love this conversation of sales and communication. and, And I think that you, most people, they go to a place where they think that the words that come out of their mouth don't have as much weight as they actually do. Like, biblically, your words are the strongest thing that you have. It's the sword for your life. You can speak creation and destruction into any given situation, which means that if you yield that sword carelessly if you swing it in a direction that doesn't make sense, you chop down the wrong kind of trees. You create an element of destruction instead of creation. You hurt people instead of help people. You like there's you life and death lives on the tip of your tongue but if you can learn how to execute surgically inside of communication inside of selling inside of your craft inside of your key relationships inside of the way that you talk to yourself about getting out of bed and going to the gym and doing what it is that you need to do you'll master this thing called life your life will be better your relationships will be stronger like you will be on fire for the people that you choose to let into your little mafia so master your words, master your life. Savvy. I'm the total package, bulletproof. I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof.